When you're the smallest boy in the group, sometimes it can be pretty rugged. And those older guys can really make you feel left out of things. But sometimes you manage to turn the tables and get the better of your tormentor. And that's our story tonight on... Louise It to Beaver. Starring Louise Gasman and John Richardson as the co-host. Hey, hey, boys and girls and everything in between. It's me, Louise. Gee, golly gee, it's me, the co-host John. <laughs> and you're listening to another episode of Louise It to Beaver. It's the Louisiest show about Leave It to Beaver on the planet. Nay, it's true. In the galaxy in the galaxy. <laughs> um, this is a a fun way to record. First of all, it's it's been a minute, but also right now. Typically, uh, I am in Portland and Louise is in New York, but today Louise is in Pittsburgh. Heck yeah. How's Pittsburgh? Um, It's colder than I thought. Mm. We just had a weekend in New York where there was a high of 80 degrees. Holy moly. I know. And I looked at the forecast and it was like, Pittsburgh, low of 50, high of 70. And I was like, heck yeah. Yeah, that's nice. So then I... I packed my suitcase for the week, and then the forecast changed, and it was like low of 30, high of 40, mm. and I didn't pack for that. Well, <laughs> if only you were in sunny, beautiful Mayfield, USA. Hey, hey. Look at that. Mayfield. On this episode, we beautiful. are talking about Voodoo Magic, Season 1, Episode 13. And I got to tell you, I was really excited when it yeah. was episode 13 because I was like, ooh, it's Spooky. like creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And we did just have a Friday the 13th. Recently. Sure did. Um, it aired on January 3rd, 1958. So that's another one three. Mm-hmm. Spooky. Uh, and I have to tell you. Oh, sorry. I hear my I hear my dog Daisy going nuts. The dog walker must be here. Um, so I uh, we were looking forward to this episode, and I gotta say, did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. It took everything in my power to not text you and right? not let on how excited I was about this episode. Were there were there problems? Sure, there were a couple of issues I had with it. However, mm-hmm. compared to every single other episode, aside from maybe Captain Jack, I got to say, this was like as good as it gets for Leave it to Beaver. I agree with you. I actually went back through my notes to look at the G golly ratings. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking if I'm ranking these, it is a close first place between Captain Jack and Voodoo Magic. And then a close second place for brotherly love and water anyone. Interesting. I think I agree with you. Although second place, I'd probably put water anyone above brotherly love. Just Mm. because I don't remember brotherly love as well as I remember water anyone. Water anyone? Okay. Water anyone is a pretty, 
it's a pretty great all-around episode because you get out of the house, you're going and doing things, uh, there's some scheming going on, like, there's stuff just happening. There's some classic beaver shenanigans. And mm-hmm. talking about beaver shenanigans, we got some of that, like, full-on in voodoo magic. Sure did. Sure did. I I loved this episode for a million reasons, but let's do the TV Guide breakdown. T- t- TV Guide. So TV Guide said, Beaver practices some voodoo magic on Eddie. That's it? That's all it said. Hmm. Now, I think that in the past we've been critical of TV Guide for just giving away the whole right. story, leaving nothing. I appreciate to the, the brevity and I I mean it's all true. It's all true. Yeah. All right. So mine my breakdown of the TV Guide synops. Creep Eddie Haskell convinces the boys to use a loophole and break a promise to their mother. When they're caught in the lie, they are punished. And the Beave uses what he's learned at the movies to get even with Eddie. Ward is a practicing witch doctor. And Wally and the Beave speak truth to power. That is a thorough synopsis. Uh, mine is a little bit more basic than that, and it's uh, Eddie. Eddie talks Wally and Beaver into lying to their parents, but when they get caught, the boys get their payback. It, you know, nice, pretty simple. Um, yeah, I, I, I got to say, TV Guide kind of nailed it on this one. They kind of did. Yeah, uh, simple, perfect. To the point, um, I don't like including Ward in my descriptions because this is not leave it to Ward as much as Hugh Beaumont thinks it is. Or the writers. True. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, although we do get some like kind of classic Ward in this episode just in the way that he's so like cocky and sure of himself. Um yeah. But like ultimately I stand by the majority of the things that he says. Me too. Yeah. So uh let's break it break it down. Um in the little intro segment before the opening credits uh which you will have already heard on this podcast. Uh, we start with a, a shot of the dog pile on top of the marbles. I believe you referred to it as something else in that episode, but I can't remember exactly what it was. I can't remember either, but it was the clubhouse. Yes. That was the, the episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we have a shot from Water Anyone where the boys are in the garage uh, just kind of like figuring out what they're going how they're going to make the money for their baseball uniforms. And then we have a new shot, Beaver giving uh Eddie flowers as he's laying in bed. Um at first I couldn't tell who it was, but then I was like pretty sure that's Eddie. Um mm-hmm. This is a This is a very he- Eddie heavy episode. But in Which like, normally would make my blood boil. Right. But. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. The, way, the ways in which everybody else deals with Eddie makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we start before we get to June's first look. An establishing shot of a beautiful day in Mayfield, 
USA. The birds are chirping. The sun is out. And then we cut to... June's first look. Yeah. It is a repeat from episode six, look four, and episode two, look three. It's a short-sleeved button-up collar dress with a vertical ruffle down the front. And she has added a ruffled pinafore apron, earrings, and a strand of pearls. This apron, which you will hear about in just a little bit. Just saying. Uh, so June is just like dusting and is telling Ward that she that the boys are going to be going to the movies with Eddie. And straight up says, I don't like him. And I'm yes. like, and I'm like. I'm on board with this episode already. Me too. Because we've seen Eddie and June interact and June just kind of gives the like, ugh, whatever, but never expressly says about anybody, I don't like that person until now. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. June, and it makes me really appreciate the world of June where it's not all just pearls and roses. It's, you know. Right. You know, or there like are things buttoned up, waspy, like everything's fine, everything's perfect, everything couldn't be better. When right. there's like other demons underneath, like she's yeah. straight up is just living her truth. I don't like that kid. Yeah, and then Ward defends him and says that he thinks that he's polite. And June is just like, Yeah, but there's something really sneaky about it or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Yeah, all right, this episode off to a strong start. So Mm -hmm. the boys just like barrel down the stairs as they do. And of course, Eddie lays it on thick with June and says how she looks pretty even in an apron. And I'm like, oh boy, you little piece of garbage. Yep. (laughs) And I think he also says to Ward, like, how do you do, Mr. Cleaver? And call me crazy, but don't you just say... How do you do when you meet someone and then every other time you don't need to say, how do you do? I mean, maybe you do. I don't know because no one said that in a hundred years. <laughs> uh, okay. Or I guess enough. 60 because <laughs> this is the last time somebody <laughs> said that. I, how do you do? I, I mean, I guess it, it, it's hard to say because it's like, have you ever said that to somebody? I don't think so. Only in the context of a song, I think. Oh, right. Okay. But there was another like turn of phrase that was in this episode that I'm like, no one really ever says that anymore. And it's when Beaver is leaving a room and says, so long, Eddie. And I'm like, so long. No one ever really says that anymore. I think we should bring it back. So long. Is that how we're going to end our episodes? Well, if we remember. <laughs> if we remember. Uh, well, we we end them in their own little weird way. Um, yeah. So, uh, Wally. June. Oh, oh. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think she says, like, oh, you guys are going to go to the movie. What are you going to see? Um. Well, but before that, Wally asks Ward for a dollar each so that they can go to the movies. And he's just like, sure. And to that I say, how come when they ask him for three fifty, when they need to, I think that's how much the baseball uniforms cost, yeah. which certainly lasts longer than like a movie. You know, they have to like slave away <laughs> mowing oh, lawns. I, I did not even pick up on that. But when you bring it to my attention, yeah. 
duh. Yes, how weird that All, he just shells it out. He shells it out, but he also like demands that they give him back the change. And the way that he says it and then like again repeats it at the end of the scene, it makes me think like, does Hugh Beaumont think that this episode is about the boys needing to give him change? Because that's the way that he's playing this scene right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'd love... It would be so funny. Okay, if there's ever a world in which I am so wealthy that I can create a television show and have like whatever I want happen, I would hire an actor who's kind of a um, a pain in the butt, and I would convince them that the show was all about them, and tell them. That, like, the episodes were really about something. Like, do basically what it seems like Hugh Beaumont is doing. Well, I mean, technically, they don't really know what they're doing because you can just edit it differently. You sure. Could shoot, you could shoot it however you thought it was necessary to shoot right. it. Yeah. But for like, them to think it's about but, them. Sure. But he, like, he seems like he genuinely thinks that the show is always about something completely different. Yeah. Like his golf date with Mr. Whatever. I don't know. Anyway, so he gives him a buck each and June is like, what movie are you going to go see? And they are going to see two movies, Massacre at Blood River and Voodoo Curse. I looked them two up. Two movies not real. with snacks for two boys with the admission and changes due back. It was a different time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then uh, June hears the names of these movies and is like, uh, hell no. Uh, Pinocchio is playing at this other theater, and it's a wonderful movie that you haven't seen. You should go see that. And uh, Pinocchio from 1940. Yeah, but like, you know. At that, at that time, they didn't make a lot of movies. So movies would just like play and come back all the time. I mean, I was going to save this for later, but maybe I'll say it now. What's up? There's a scene later on when Ward straight up says to June, like brags about the hundreds of horror pictures that he saw when he was a kid. Uh-huh. And if they're not making you know, a ton of movies. Well, How the, has uh, he he's seen okay. hundreds? Well, first of all, Ward is a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if he's exaggerating just a little bit. But I'm sure. I mean, I just mean like nowadays movies are being made like the every weekend and I'm just talking about like mainstream movies Every weekend, a new batch comes out, and they're lucky if they make it to the next weekend. Yeah. That's just kind of how things go now. And then, like, and there's also now movies that go straight to Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or whatever. And then there's the movies that don't even get the distribution that are on, like, Vimeo and YouTube. and You know, and it's like there's just so much of that now. But, like, then, you know... Citizen Kane will be in a movie theater. Gone with the Wind will be in the movie theater for like, you know, 10 years and people are still going to see it lines around the corner. So it's um, that's an exaggeration. 
but like not too inaccurate. So uh, June is really not into them going to see this movie, wants them to go see Pinocchio, and she makes Wally promise that he won't take Beaver to see Voodoo Curse. And Oh, wait, Wa- there's also a moment oh. where Eddie says, it was shot in Haiti, oh, yeah. so it's really educational. Right, which is kind of like a... I, I, It's a smart move because it's like... He's not lying to them. I'm assuming. I don't know. This fictional movie, let's say it is shot in Haiti. So it's like there's something about it that it's like, all right, nice try. You know? I and was honest- just rolling my eyes. Yeah. And honestly, it's like, what's it to Eddie? What movie Wally and the Beaver see? I guess. I, well, apparently not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she but she's just like really not into it. Makes yeah. Wally promise, and Wally, because he is the best person in the world, says, "Okay, mom, I promise." Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then of course, then that's when Ward goes, "Don't forget my change." And I just wrote, "What an ass." <laughs> I believe that's also. I I thought it was later in the episode, but I think that's also the moment too, where he's like, "Come on, June, I saw hundreds of." Yeah. Well. Um. Well, first. He call like so the kids all leave and then he calls June a mean mother. Oh. Did you hear that? I did and I meant to write it in my notes and then I got caught up on the day of the week. Okay. <laughs> it's Saturday. It's Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I totally forgot to write that note, but what yeah. a garbage can. He calls her a mean mother and I wrote uh in uh, more letters than this, F him. And then I mm-hmm. uh, and then I write down that he's justifying how like it's really OK for them to see this movie by talking about all the things he's seen and says how like he read Dracula four times and had a subscription to Weird Tales magazine. And aside from the fact that he called her a mean mother, I agree with him that it's like it wouldn't be so bad. And. She's sta- she's sticking to her guns and cites the time that he saw the jungle movie and like ran into the room in the middle of the night saying that there was a lion in his closet and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but like, so what? <laughs> yeah, but then that in that part, doesn't Ward say like, because she said the kid, you know, the beaver woke us up and he was like, yeah, but you went to check. Well, he was like, yeah, but you went to check and there was no lion. So then it was Yeah, fun. it was like weird parenting shaming because it's not like the beef was going to wake up June and be like, "Mommy, I'm scared." And she's going to go, "It's in your head, go to sleep." I didn't She's she's going to entertain it. She's going to go look. I didn't process that as it being an issue of him thinking that June looking was part of the issue. I think that he was just saying like, "Yeah, but you checked and there was no lion." So Mm. all is well. I mean, look, I don't agree with everything that the ways in which Ward was going about this uh, because it was inflammatory towards June. But uh, I agree with the sentiment that like there are there are worse things and it's like not such a bad thing for them to have this healthy curiosity about, you know, scary movies or something. Okay, two things. Yeah. Pinocchio is quite scary. I don't know Pinocchio when the last time you saw that was. Pinocchio is super scary. 
Okay, so there's that. Yeah. And then the second thing, Goosebumps. <laughs> sure. Which was like a thing from our childhood. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, I mean, scary stories to tell in the dark. Like, those are the things that we all remember really well. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, man, oh, it's so scary. But it's like not going to ruin you. It's, right. you know, it's it's good to experience those things. Um, granted, Beaver's a little young, but like it's all it's fine. Um, yeah. I At the time, I don't know if the MPAA was around or like any movie rating system. But uh, but yeah, Pinocchio is a very chilling uh, presentation of a story. It's crazy. Pinocchio is scary. Yeah. So uh, then we cut to the movie theater and the boys are reveling at the poster for Voodoo Curse. And I love how they're just like studying this poster, getting all jazzed And they're really close to it. They're really close to it. And um, but Wally still wants to stand by his promise to his mom and take Beaver to see Pinocchio. And I was like, man, you guys just went to this theater just to look at that poster, huh? You didn't it's probably have probably like across the street, like Mayfield can't be that big. Well, this so this episode suffers from a problem that happens in a lot of TV shows and movies where the time from the last time you, that you saw certain characters to the next time, there has been a passage of time. Like, they didn't teleport somewhere, like, instantly. There was a passage of time, but it's as if they didn't say anything to each other in between. Because you would figure that on their way over to the theater, Wally would have said, Hey, let's stop in and look at that poster, but then I gotta go bring, then I gotta go with Beaver to see Pinocchio. Um, Right. So it's like, and that happens a few times in this episode. Right. Or they would have been chatting the whole walk there like, ah, oh, right. it's a major bummer that we have to see Pinocchio. Sure. And then they would have devised the plan on the walk. They would walk and chew gum at the same time. Yeah. They would... Which they probably were doing. Yeah. And yeah. spitting off bridges. Spitting off bridges. Ten cents. Uh, so th- and this is where like you get some real Eddie slime. Yeah. And Eddie starts convincing them to play some mind games and uh, says that Beaver, Wally promised to not take Beaver to Voodoo Curse, but Beaver did not promise to take Not Wa- to take not Wally. To, yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's like fi- exploiting loopholes and yeah. um, it's just and like. And he says r- something like. To Wally, Eddie does like, you're just a kid. You're not supposed to be that smart. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, because Beaver's like, I hope that I'm as smart as I am when I'm your age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Eddie says that um, they caught they caught her on like a technicality. So like they can't be to blame for this. And that's how he got his BB gun, which, of course, he owns a BB gun. Of course he does. And uh, Haskell. And then Wally says, all right, but afterwards, let's go to the other theater and look at the Pinocchio poster. So that way we don't have to lie and say we didn't see Pinocchio. Yeah. Or yeah. (laughs) Or something like it'll help us if they ask us questions. And that's when Eddie does like the little like, 
approval. And I'm going to probably try to make a, a gif out of that to put on uh, LuisaTabeaver.com because or actually nice. I'm sure one already exists because that's like a classic Eddie moment. Yeah. Right. We'll try to find it. Yeah. Um, so then they go into the movie. The next shot is of them watching the screen. Mm-hmm. Eddie, again, true form, acting like a real creep and like pokes the beef. Yeah. Can I just make one observation? Sure. The The movie theater, and you see like maybe three or four rows, and it's all children and one adult wearing a suit. <laughs> hilarious yeah so yeah beaver's sitting between wally and eddie and um beaver's just like eyes glued to the screen and like you hear like the sound of like this like tom drum or something like that and it's like boom boom, and like a low ominous voice that's like something's going to happen and there will be death oh hey how about we play some audio of voodoo curse Heck yeah! And now, powers of darkness and black voodoo magic come to me. And as this pin pierces the image of my enemy, let it pierce his body and bring to him the torture of slow death. <laughs> and now, my enemy, you will feel pain. You will sicken and die. <laughs> All right, so then we just have uh, Wally embrace Beaver after Eddie poked him. And he feeds him popcorn. And it's so, so cute. cute. It is so cute. I wrote Wally feeds beaver popcorn. Aw. I just love them. <laughs> They're great. They really because are. Because part of me thought that when the beef jumped out of his skin and was like, Wally, that Wally'd be like, get off of me. Or like, shh, in the movie. But he doesn't. He's, He's a like, good bro. okay. He's such a good bro. Yeah. Uh, mm. So we don't, there's nothing else happens during the movie. So we go back to the house and Ward is reading the newspaper and June is asking him like what's in the paper, which is a and, normal conversation people have. Of course. It's uh, June, look one, 2.0. She <laughs> has ditched the apron in favor of a cardigan. Nice. Okay. okay, so uh, she's asking him about what's in the newspaper, and he's bummed because the newspaper talks about a sports game but doesn't include the scores because I guess the game's not over yet. They I know. take you all the way up until the third quarter. Yeah, and they're and like, then gotta go print that print, newspaper. Then print the paper. <laughs> so June suggests that he writes to them and suggests that they start the games earlier. A great idea. <laughs> oh, Daisy barking her brains out. Uh, so oh, I wonder and if that's the dog walker now. Sorry. Ward Ward does this like invisible eye roll where he's like, e- yeah, I'll do that. And well, I just wrote, 
gross. Gross, but also I'm glad that he didn't say, silly woman. That's not how yes. life works. Like, I'm glad he didn't go there, but he definitely had a look. And, like, honestly, they you can't get them to start games earlier because no. you get them to print the newspaper later, maybe, if you get, like, enough letters written in. Or just don't print anything about the game until Sunday. This is a conversation for a different podcast. I guess. <laughs> uh, so... Oh, yeah. The phone rings. The phone rings. It's Eddie Haskell. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was actually having trouble rewinding this to kind of wrap my head around really what was going on. But somehow Eddie found out that the the Globe Theater where they watched the movies, uh, Beaver left his hat there and it was with the manager. Yeah. So one of the kids that they go to school with is an usher and found the Beavs cap and called Eddie. What a roundabout way to uh, get information. But, but the, but Wally and the Beaver haven't even gotten home from the movie yet. I think that was when we were supposed to think that they spent all this time walking across town to the other movie theater. to look at the poster. I don't know. I guess so. Um. Anyway, it's super weird. So then, like June is like, "Huh, the Globe Theater isn't that where that those movies were playing? I don't like uh-huh. this. I think they're up to something." Uh-huh. And the Ward is kind of like skeptical, but he's like, "No, our boys wouldn't do that, right?" Mm-hmm. Then they check the paper and see the Globe Theater is indeed the one where Voodoo Curse was playing, and uh, they are. They are caught. They are busted. Yes. So now it's dinner time. You look like you want to say something. No, I, I'm just waiting. Uh, June's third look. Oh, June's third look. Yeah. They're at dinner. She, it's a repeat from the previous episode, look six. Um, the reason I have that look on my face and then season se- uh, one, episode seven, look one. Mm-hmm. Episode two, look three, and then my notes say episode 16, look four. So I have like 10 question marks. I must have somehow, because obviously we haven't seen episode 16 yet. We were only on 13. And I went back to reference both episode one and episode six. Uh Neither of those are right. And there's, I think, two or three episodes that I, it was before I started logging them in this way that I don't have the pictures for. But I had that look on my face where I wanted to say something because I was like, oh, yeah, I meant to do extra special homework to see if I could try to find why that's messed up. But in any case, it's a short sleeved button up collar dress with vertical ruffles that are pleated down. And it's checked as well. So it's not the vertical ruffles of the first look. It's a second one. And earrings and a strand of pearls. So anybody can go to louisadebeaver.com and look at our past episode screen captures, which have all of her looks. And if you really want to know which ones they've already appeared in, you can see them there. I think I actually also made a note to myself in my notes that said, uh, my other notes on my Trello board, that said... uh, Make a chart so that 
now you can only identify new pieces. Mm. Because so far, I'm feeling like every episode, now that we're a third of the way into the episode, mm-hmm. everything she wears is a repeat except like one new piece. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I'll still point them out, but um, that's so June's third look. Yeah. Second look. Because the first one was look one 2.0. And I forgot to check the dinner table to see if there's the bell. Oh. The, the summons bell. Um, so, yeah, the four of them are all at dinner. And uh, Ward is trying to get them to fess up. And mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're asking them about Pinocchio. And they're being very vague about their answers. It's like, what's it about? And it's like, it's about Pinocchio. And what's he do? He goes, goes on, on adventures. adventures. Yeah. Uh, I think there was also a point where they ask the beef about something. Uh, maybe it's when Pinocchio gets swallowed by the oh, whale. Oh, right. And the beef says, there was a really large man sitting in front of me, so I didn't see much of the movie. Which I thought was very <laughs> clever. Yes. Yeah. Me too. And uh, he also, during one point, says that he didn't see something because he was out getting popcorn at that time. Yes. Yeah. So they said, or it was Wally, I think, and he said, oh, they ran out of popcorn at the Valencia. So I walked over to the Globe Right. No. That's, that's and he like shakes his head. Yeah, no, that's when they're talking about the uh, the cap that Beaver left at the globe. And Wally was like, Yeah, that's because they rented a popcorn. I yeah, it was really funny. And they are just mm-hmm. like, um oh, oh, and at one point June is talking about how Pinocchio, um, whenever he lies, his nose grows and Beaver's like checking his nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, so they are bu- 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 busted and um, get sent to their room but, for the remainder of the weekend. But first, Beaver explains their loophole and how Wally didn't take Beaver. Beaver took the money and he took Wally. And she June was having none of that. Yeah. Yeah. That Eddie. Oof. What a bad person. Um, yeah, so they are grounded. So They apologize. They, right, they have so much remorse and they are really sweet. Wally apologizes and uh, gives her a kiss on the cheek as he's leaving and then Beaver gives her a kiss on the cheek and... Um, Oh, wait, no. At one point, Beaver says that, like, he's, like, blaming Eddie. And then Wally says, no, it's not Eddie's fault. We made the decision. Yeah. And I was like, damn, Wally, killing it. Yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, so then they leave, give them, give June the kiss on the cheek. And Ward goes, I think there's still hope. I think there's some hope for them still. And she goes, I think so, too. And it's like, hmm. God, like, I hope my kid does that kind of stuff when she pulls her shenanigans, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it's another up in the bedroom, and this okay, is... Okay, this is my favorite scene. This is so good. 
Beaver so good. Beaver says how he never liked Eddie, but now he hates him. <laughs> yeah. And then Wally he has says he hates him worse than ever. I hate him worse than ever. And then Wally goes, "He's a miserable guy. I wouldn't like him at all if he wasn't my best friend." <laughs> I wrote these exact same notes, and there's tons of smiley emojis. It's so good. Um, <sighs> I yeah, I love it. Um, that's and when, then uh, yeah, the beef says he he fixed him real good though. Yeah, and he asks Wally to promise not to tell, and then he asks him, "This isn't the kind of promise that you make to mom, is it?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, that's when he pulls out a box with a Eddie Haskell voodoo doll in it, which is just like a raggedy Andy doll, pretty much, that says Eddie with Haskell. With like a scotch or masking, masking tape, tape on its head. Yeah, with a nail in the chest and a pin in the belly. Yep. And uh, Wally laughs and, and just starts talking about how gullible Beaver is. And Beaver's like, you know, I, I at first I thought like, oh man, Beaver's gonna get really bummed out because Wally's ragging on him. But Beaver's like, well, I had fun making it. Yeah, I wrote that same note. I was like, there's no such thing as a voodoo curse. Ah, but he had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we we get like a little teeny scene at school on. Monday. Monday. Yeah. This so they've I have already a lot of problems with. Did you really? They've done their time. Yes. Uh, I think I know what you're going to say. So uh, Mrs. Rayburn pops out of a, a a room and tells Wally to tell his teacher that Eddie is absent and will be out for a day or two. His, that Eddie's mother called. Right. And I wrote, what? That's how messages work at the Grant Avenue school? Yeah, right. It's just like, oh, you're a child. <laughs> you're reliable. <laughs> Deliver this message. Deliver this message. I'm way too busy to go to like two rooms down to tell the teacher. Or I don't remember how attendance worked at my middle school, but I'm pretty sure at my elementary school that we had these things called principals. Oh, God. And they were classroom representatives. And the teacher would take attendance for the day. And then at the designated time whatever it time what time it was for your specific classroom the principal would be excused momentarily to go bring the attendance to the office and then return to class wow and it's like that sounds like a real teacher's pet situation it sure does (laughs) but then it was just making me think you don't need to tell his teacher that he's not there. She'll just take attendance, and then the secretary in the office will make note. Well, also, if... Okay, let's say I'm in... What grade is he in again? Eighth grade? That He does not see, look like he's in eighth grade. Anyway, I... Seventh, I, seventh grade? It sounds he's familiar. He's 13. He looks just so... He and his friends just look so scrawny for that. Anyway, so eighth grade, if I went into my... Whatever class seventh or eighth. Yeah. If I went into my classroom and said to the teacher, Hey, by the way, such and such isn't in. Their mother called and they're out sick, the teacher would be like, Why should I listen to you? <laughs> like Yes. 
uh the principal tells me these things so mm-hmm. whatever so i don't know anyway uh yeah that was kind of weird or a, or a teacher would have been like not your business take your seat what confuses me about this scene is and i wonder if this is just a, an issue of like not wanting to hire extras you know children extras but like why couldn't he have just like gone into his classroom and seen that Eddie wasn't at his desk and said to the teacher like, hey, how come it, like, where's Eddie? And then he'll say like, oh, he's out sick. Maybe it was for efficiency because Wally would have been like, okay, he's out sick and then not relayed that information probably to Beaver. But it was like an efficient way for the beaver. I guess for the beaver to find out he wasn't there. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Or maybe like Wally and the beaver run into each other in the hallway, and Wally goes, "Hey, beaver, Wally, uh, Eddie wasn't in class today. I heard that he's out sick." And then Beaver's like, "You don't think?" And then Wally's like, "Nah," (laughs) you know. Yeah. That's more plausible than like the principal saying, hey, child, relay this information <laughs> that right. you shouldn't be doing. Um, right. Yeah. Anyway, I just wrote, whoa, voodoo magic. It really works. <laughs> uh, so uh, then we go over to, I think, are they back in the, yeah, they're back in they're, the bedroom. Yeah, they're back at their house, and yeah. the beef says, what if Eddie dies? Will they give me the electric chair? Oh, yeah. And I wrote, how does the beaver understand, know what that means when he's whatever age he is? Is it just that, like, kids were way less protected or? Hard to say. <laughs> like, I'm around a, a, a wide variety or a wide age range of kids like this particular week I am with a two-year-old and a four-year-old about to be five I work for a family where there is a nine and 13 year old Mm -hmm. if I I think I'm pretty sure if I said to the nine-year-old like you know be careful or they'll give you the electric chair she'd be like what's that (laughs) like I don't think she'd know I mean at the time, there weren't the types of. I, it's hard to say what was going on, it like what weird. people were talking about. But like when I was a kid, I was aware. I was more aware of like death penalty or like death sentences. And I don't know if it was just because it was on more TV shows or more in more movies or anything. But like you would see firing squads. Maybe even like Looney Tunes would have like firing squads and stuff. Oh, maybe. I totally forgot about or Looney like, Tunes, but that wouldn't have been the right era for the beef either. Correct. But there could be other things like that that, you know, have that type of thing going on. Comic books. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that like Steamboat Willie was like getting the chair or anything or giving That's the true. chair. Um, but then Wally teases him and he's right. like, oh, yeah. They have a little seat, just like at the barber yeah, shop. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I liked it too. I know. I wish that like somebody would have like popped into the room to like high five him or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then, um, 
uh, Beaver takes out the voodoo. He's like, no, it's all good now, though, because I fixed it. And he takes mm-hmm. it out, and it's got little Band-Aids over the where the nail and the pin were. Um, I put so cute. So cute. It's just so cute. Uh, now we go over to a new place, the Haskell House. Mm-hmm. And Eddie is dramatically moaning in bed. Oh, I'm sick. Wah. But he's got cool jammies on. Oh, yeah. Gotta love them cool oh, yeah. jammies. So And a clue. He has an Ohio, Ohio State, State pennant. Yes, he does. Hanging in his bedroom. <laughs> I noticed that, too. And I was just like, hmm, very interesting. Uh, so here's where we meet George and Agnes Haskell. Uh, Agnes Haskell is played by Anne Doran, who appeared in the movies Rebel Without a Cause and You Can't Take It With You, amongst many others and several other TV shows. Uh, George Haskell is played by Carl Swenson, who was the voice of Merlin in The Sword and the Stone, and he was also <gasps> he was also in The Birds. He was like a doomsday sayer kind of person. Cool. Yeah, interesting Man, stuff. I love a good new character. Yeah. Oh yeah, and we get we get to see Eddie's parents, so that's exciting. So yeah. uh we uh, so they take his temperature, he's got no fever, but it's undeniable that he's too sick to go to school. Uh, mom, I'm sick. Uh, I'm Eddie and I'm sick. So um in his cool I jammies. think he also I think also uh Eddie's dad says something like, the doctor says you're well enough to go to school. And he says, then let the doctor go. Yeah, right. Like, I'm not well (laughs) enough to go. And he's like, whatever, I got to go to work. Yeah, he's like, "Uh, well, anyway, you're a problem now, Agnes. Um, Yep. So the beaver is there. She's like, are you feeling well enough to see Beaver Cleaver? And he's like, yeah, I could see one of the guys. And I like that he called him one of the guys. Too, I made that same note with like five exclamation points. I was like, the beave. Part of me was like, oh man, Eddie must really not be feeling well if he is referring to Beaver as one of the guys. So Beaver comes in and Eddie goes, hi, kid. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And um, Beaver has his little thing of flowers. Yeah. And he says, what's the deal with the flowers? Why didn't you bring me something I could eat? Right. Well, because... At that point, it's pretty clear he's fake and sick. Yep, and I put jerk. Yeah, and he gets out his little like soda pop from under the bed, um, which surely would have spilled by that point or been flat or something. I don't know. Why didn't either one of his parents kick it when they were looking? That's over what I'm saying. Like onto him. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so Beaver's like, wait a second. So you're not sick, and he's like. Uh, the only thing that hurts is that you're a pain in the neck. And I was like, oh, yeah. there he is. Yeah, he like, no, I think the beef like pointed to his stomach and said like, do you have a pain here oh, or yeah. here? And he's like, no, I don't have a pain anywhere except in my neck since you came. Yeah, uh, oh, which I thought jerk. was like, that. he's a jerk, but that's like some quick thinking. <laughs> oh boy so beaver is relieved and tells him about the curse and eddie goes you little dope what'd you do that for and beaver goes because i don't like you i don't like you i don't like you <laughs> nobody likes you eddie not even wally and he's your best friend <laughs> truth serum oh my god and like 
Eddie doesn't even seem all that bothered by it, which is kind of crazy. And um, But then the Beeb says, like, I'm glad the curse isn't working because I don't like you very much, but I'd feel bad if you died. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. So Beaver leaves, takes his flowers with him. Ugh, love it. And um, and Eddie... Presumably goes to school that day. Right. Yeah. Because this is in the morning. Right. Yeah. So then, uh, so then Eddie kind of goes from, like, just being, you know, typical Eddie to, like, starting to, like, feel his stomach and his chest. And he's just like, uh, and then he yells out for his mom. He's got some real good, like, acting beats, though, because he's like, oh, my stomach. Nah, couldn't be. Oh, my chest. Eye roll. Yeah. Come on, get a hold of yourself. And then he screams out, and I was like, this is some real divided beats. I get yeah. I like it. Well, also, he's like, Mom, I'm sick. And if I was his mom, I'd be like, yeah, we I know. <laughs> I know. We've been over this. So, um... Now we're back at the Cleaver house, and it is, like, later that n- evening. And the doorbell rings, and it's George Haskell. And George tells Ward that Beaver put a voodoo curse on Eddie. But first he's like, now you know I'm, like, a pretty straightforward conservative guy. <laughs> what, you, you look like you want to say something? I do. Be- right before this happens, he says... uh the gopher oh yeah he's like done this what's to my son yeah he's like what's that what's your what does your one kid call himself gopher and he's like beaver and he's like oh right beaver i'm like Oof. come on george yeah she's so like you know i'm like a pretty conservative guy but anyway your son put a voodoo curse on eddie and june walks out with like this very like delicate and like priceless looking tray of coffee like a a silver tray it's like gorgeous and she's like oh george would you like some i thought you might like some coffee and he like starts to grab some and he's like thinking like "Uh uh-oh voodoo curses no way so yeah he thinks but then i in my notes i put why does a voodoo curse mean that the coffee's poisoned I, I feel like this guy doesn't know what the cleavers are capable of. <laughs> so, um, okay. so at this point, Ward has already has gone upstairs to confront the kids about it. And he and they tell him what happened. Yeah, I think Ward's like, you wouldn't do this, would you? And he was like, yeah, I did. He's like, yeah, Here's I'm the, the beaver. From <laughs> Remember? <laughs> so yeah, he shows him the doll and Ward is just like, oh boy. And, and he was like, it was my first time. I guess it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love it. So Ward goes downstairs and is trying to convince George that it's impossible. And Oh, I I also loved this moment because when, when Ward comes back downstairs, Junsa is in the middle of talking uh-huh. to George and she's like, but the beaver's such a sweet thing. He likes everybody, even, even Eddie. Eddie. I mean, he likes everybody. Yeah. Um, We're kind of glossing over something right now, Louise. What? Could it be June's <gasps> look? It can be. <laughs> June's third look is a repeat from uh, episode eight, look two. It's a dark Silk, thick-collared, quasi-plunged top with buttons and pearls. Right on. I noticed that the pearls 
I don't know if she has different pearls, but these ones seem like especially tight around her neck. I feel like also the actual pearls are a little bigger. Oh, you thought so. Interesting. They're a little bigger and there are fewer of them. Interesting. Very mm-hmm. interesting. So um, Ward is telling George Haskell that he's read a bit on like witchcraft. And I know. And having heard what we heard earlier about his fascination as a child with like kind of weird tales and all that kind of stuff. I found it actually plausible. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I like totally. I, I rolled my eyes, but I was like, okay. Yeah, I like. I was like, yeah, okay, checks out, cool. So they, um, he's telling them that like the pain must be psychological because like there's nothing that can be done. What? I I I have some direct quotes that I wanted to point out that George Haskell does one of my favorite things that sometimes actors do, either unintentionally or comedic. Uh If it's comedic, I love it. It's golden. If it's unintentional, I still love it because it's inconsistent. And I just like noticing. But he says, I don't know about these things, but the fact remains, Eddie has pains in his stomach and his chest. And he points to the opposite place when he says it. And he does it twice yeah. because he says it's not psychological or it's like it's not in this head because it's in his stomach and his chest. Yeah. And I expect you to do something about it. Yeah. I thought I noticed that, too. You know, oddly, like I didn't even re- like write that down. But like I I noticed that and I was like, that seems weird. But like, I'm not going to, I don't know, look, read oh. too much into it. I see if it's that actor making that choice for like a subtle comedy thing. Right. I picked up on it. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. And if he's doing it because he was just like living in his rage and he was like acting and like got carried away and made a mistake. I still love it. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. Uh, So (laughs) now it's the next day and we get like a new neighborhood street shot that we've never seen before. And. You, and then you see the car pulling into the driveway and something about it like just looks very different and the street looks very narrow like something about it's actually pretty jarring but i don't know uh yeah yeah i don't know but it, i was like oh a nice like new shot that we never really see i don't know so uh june is on the phone with agnes and and it's her fourth look yep it's a repeat from episode 12, look 5, episode 10, look 1, episode 8, look 1, and episode 6, look 2. It's wow. a dark colored poppy diamond dot pattern, belted button-up shirt dress, arm candy, earrings, and pearls. On a sesame seed bun. And uh, <laughs> and so then, uh, yeah, she's on the phone with Agnes, and Eddie is all better. And uh, Ward, basically the first thing he asks when he walks in is, how long until dinner? And I'm like, God, Ward, I was liking you this episode. Uh, okay. Anyway, so uh, moving on. Uh, he He's like, everything is all taken care of. And, you know, Eddie's better. And, like, Ward, of course, knows all this. And this is another example of two people not having a conversation since the last time that we saw them until now. Because... 
an entire night has gone by. The last time that Ward in June, that we saw Ward in June, George had just come over and like freaked out saying that their kid put a voodoo curse on his son. And then we have to imagine that Ward didn't tell, like say anything else to June until the next day, which I'm assuming is him getting home from work or something. Yeah, I was like, they didn't talk about it at breakfast. Yeah, so apparently over the course of the night, Ward had Beaver bring over like a voodoo curse anecdote. Curse remover. Curse remover, uh, which consists- Antidote. Antidote. Did Did I say something else? I thought you said anecdote. Oh, I hope not. Anyway. Oh, I hope not too. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so uh, it consists of three worms from the backyard, four hairs from a dog's tail, six toadstools picked in the light of the moon, two hairs from a small boy's head, which hurt the beaver. Which hurt the beaver. Which he deserved. And then you put them in a bull durham sack and you pass it six times over the victim's body and you say whatever kind of magic words you want. Okay, so we are to believe that from that after George left, Ward and the beaver went out and found three worms in the backyard. And the beaver was already in his jammies right. when Ward went upstairs yeah, to true, talk to, to him about them. this. So, so they, now he's sent his kid in his jammies back outside. Yeah, to get three worms in the backyard, which is like the least of these things. Four hairs from a dog's tail, which if I was to take hairs from my dog's tail, she would be pissed. And where did they find a dog? Do they have a dog? That's right. They haven't had a dog in a while. Where's this dog dog? from? Whose dog is this? Yep. Six toadstools picked in the light of the moon. What? They got to go down to the lake. They have to. And then two hairs from a small boy's head. Quite easy, I suppose. And uh, put them in a bull durham sack, which... I mean, unless, like, Ward was, like, okay, let's say early in this episode, instead of Ward wasting his time talking about the change he wants back, what if he's just, like, hey, I found three worms in the backyard. Hey, (laughs) found these six toadstools in the light of the moon. And uh, four dog hair, dog tail hairs. What am I to do with these? You know, like, like, hey, cool, I found a bull Durham sack. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it seems like. Where where are these things coming from that all of a sudden it's just like since the last time we saw him, they've found and like he's gone over there and done all this stuff. I don't know. I had like an, a little issue with that. Especially pre-cell phone <laughs> where you couldn't just call the beef and be like, did you do it? Right. Like how, how where has he talked to the beef if the beef was at school and then came home and he's now just getting home from work? It's it's all just so crazy. Okay, that said, loved, I loved every second of this. But, like, anyway. Um, then we go to a few days later. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And we get a very seldom seen back view of the Cleaver living room. Yeah. I. And then it's also June's fifth look. Oh, yeah. A repeat from episode 12 look for the top only the full ensemble was look two because the skirt had changed episode 10 look three which is a three-quarter length sleeved sweater with white piping on the collar and a tartan plaid belt and skirt earrings and pearls got it so during this moment 
I think that Ward and June are just like, where are the boys? <laughs> oh, I wrote. Okay, so Ward says to June, hey, remember that drive in the country that oh, I wanted right, to right, go right, on right. last weekend? Uh, what if we try that this weekend? Or like today. And June's like, nah, Eddie's over and the boys are going to go to a movie. But I wrote in my notes, a drive in the country? Yeah? What's that code for? <laughs> well, it, it's probably not code for anything because it involves the the boys. Oh. <laughs> right? It would have to. Huh. I don't know. But anyway, she's also filling what I'm assuming is a dish of nuts. Candy? Candy? I don't know. She's eating it, whatever it is. Yeah, sure. Um yeah, so then we then we just go upstairs. Like that's kind of like a non moment. It's just like time has passed. So then Eddie is upstairs and Wally is like helping the beaver put a sweater on and it's really cute. And his hair is so tousled. It's tousled oh. to the max. And Eddie is trying to get them to go see more horror movies and uh, he like is ragging on them for listening to their parents and he says that he never listens to his parents and Wally says maybe that's why you're such a miserable maybe creep maybe that's why you're such a miserable creep I love it and I, Beaver like repeats him yeah oh. maybe that's why you're such a miserable creep and he and so they're kind of like putting down Eddie and like this is the first time that you're actually seeing Eddie taking in the fact that like nobody likes him even his best friend like it's kind of sickening. Which bit. I was just like eaten up. Yeah, I was like, oh for sure, you're a creep. So uh, they are off to go see Pinocchio, mm-hmm. and they just like straight up like leave Eddie. <laughs> yeah, he, they say like I don't care where you're going, but we're going to the Valencia, right? And leave him at their house. Yeah. So they leave, and then uh, we're downstairs, and like June and Ward are there, and Eddie comes down the stairs. And he go and he's just like, I'm going to go see Pinocchio with the guys. I think that's what my parents might like. And I was like, that's kind of nice. Things are finally oh, getting. I was like, I was like rolling my eyes at this part. I was like, just tell the Cleavers, I'm going to go with your kids and see the movie that they're seeing. Bye. Well, like I was. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but, like, also, I I like to see some sort of self-realization in there where it's, like, this whole episode I've been talking about how much I trick my parents and, like, lie to my parents, and maybe I should be considering them a little bit more. I don't hmm. know. <laughs> but he's just going to turn around the next episode and not have learned this we lesson. We will see. We will see. I mean, yes. you're probably right, but like who who's to say? But who's uh, to say? Yeah. I mean, it would have been nice if Eddie apologized to them for you know, getting being, them in trouble. For being such a slime, but he didn't get them in trouble while he even said it himself. It's like they decided to do it. So Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But uh, so when we he said this before, but oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I was just going to say he, you know, says I think so my parent, that's what my parents might like. And June just like kind of has like a happy look on her face. That's all. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> well, with all of that said. 5G gollies. I, 5G gollies. Yeah. As we said at the beginning of the episode, yeah. loving this one. This had everything that, that I like, except animals. It's got laughs. There, it's got screams. There was talk of animals. Talk of animals, yeah. Yeah, guest stars, old favorites. Uh, multiple locations, new locations. Clues to the ultimate location. Yeah, shenanigans. It's got it all. All in all. It's got it all. Uh, I needed this. I needed this episode. I agree with you. Uh, I think that I when feel we like saw the last the, two or three, I was like three, three out of five, three out of five, and I needed yeah. this. I so before I watched this episode, I was even thinking, it's like, okay, Louisa to Beaver. This is a podcast with people who like don't really like Leave It to Beaver, <laughs> and I think that this episode has kind of turned that on its head a little bit. A little. Yeah. And maybe it's that we 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 don't know if we like it because we're still only a third of the way through the first episode or the first season. Oh my season. god, there are so many episodes. There are so many episodes. <laughs> oh, and maybe boy. that maybe the 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 show is just still finding its footing. Yeah. Maybe it will completely change and our and our podcast well, will adapt. One thing that I was thinking is like an episode like Voodoo Magic is the type of episode that gets a show picked up for another season. Yes. Yeah. And it's yes. kind of what's like keeping us going. I mean, look, we're not stopping this train. It's in full motion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and on that note, I just kind of want to thank everybody for listening to this. Yeah, thanks yeah. so much. Well, uh, so Louise, I, I realize that uh, your mother listens to this podcast. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to give, uh, I don't know, a thorough answer if you don't want to. Okay. But did you pull a lot of shenanigans when you were a kid, like against your mom? No, no. no. And I don't know how she did it, but no. I feel like my mom set up an environment for me that was like, don't lie, and you, you're you not in trouble. Right. And I don't think I ever tested that. I think it was just like, hey, where are you going? I'm going to this place. I don't want you to go there. I don't care. I'm going anywhere. <laughs> like, it, you know, it was like, I I don't remember shenanigans. Okay. In this way, I think anything I did, I feel like she always knew. I don't know why I didn't try uh-huh. to pull the wool over her eyes in any way, but I guess I just always thought, like, what's the point of lying? I'm just going to, like, you know, figure it out. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I definitely would, like, I faked stick a few times, but... I ultimately realized that it's not worth it. Because you have to do the makeup work and stuff like that? Oh, no, not at, at all. But it's like, the price is right isn't that great. Like, what is there to do oh. when you're, like, home faking sick? There's, like, it's right. really not that great. Like, honestly, right. I, like, when my kid is, you know, in school and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, and if... I think that she might be like faking sick. I will straight up say to her, like, I realize, okay, in in the event that you are faking, 
I want to let you know it's really not worth it. Like, yeah. If there's something that you are avoiding at school, let me know and we can figure it out. Right. If you just don't want to go to school, let's talk about it. But if you just want to stay home and watch daytime television, let me tell you, it's not worth it. There's a reason why it's on when no one else is around. Yeah. It's not that good. Yeah. I think also, like... I, I was a kid that I loved school. So when people are like, when I talk to children now and they're like, I don't like school. I'm like, are you nuts? <laughs> school is amazing. Um, but I also like, I remember a couple specific instances where the house I was living in had some sort of like carbon monoxide what? thing. And I like stayed home from school, I think one day and like really got a lot sicker. Whoa. And so I was being poisoned by the air around me. And I think that. It's a voodoo curse. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. Yeah. No, I think that um, Chach, my mother's aunt, my grandparental uh-huh. figure, because I didn't have those grandparents, like took me to her house. Uh-huh. And it was like within three hours, I was like, hey, everything's better. Cause I oh. had like different air to New breathe air. or something. Yeah. Fancy and that. then um, also as a kid, like I had chronic migraines. Uh-huh. And if I was sick, I was not faking it. Like I was fearing for my life. I thought I was going to die, that my head Oof. was going to explode out. Like, yeah. So, so the whole concept of faking it to me was just like, a waste of time right oh yeah oh yeah i realize that now Did you oh well yeah i mean but like it was never worth it were you ever in cahoots with your brothers like, no you be sick this nope. day and then you'll no. get me sick and i'll be sick the next day we uh, we kept our affairs separate you know mm-hmm. like if if you're gonna if you're gonna lie about something you don't want to involve other people in that lie you know, okay. it just, you know, otherwise it's going to get, it's going to get hairy, but yeah, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you to everybody for listening, uh, to check out screen grabs and hopefully some animated gifts from this episode, go to Louisa to beaver.com. Uh, and you can just click on the episode that you want to find. And, uh, if you haven't already, tell your friends, tell your family, subscribe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, leave us a comment, rate and review us uh, on whichever platform you'd like. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, listen to our other podcast. I have a great idea, but I'll never do it. And that's um, a great idea. Hey, hey, if you have comments, suggestions, questions, email them to louisadtobeaver at gmail.com or you can leave comments on louisadtobeaver.com for the particular episode that you want to leave a comment for. And uh, yeah, that's that's what we got going. This has been so swell. It's been so swell. I'd say so long, but first we got to do something else. <laughs> You know, it's only natural for parents to feel proud of their children. And there's nothing so fascinating as your own offspring. But when another parent raves about his children, it's amazing how you can lose interest. And that's the way our story begins next time on Louise It to Beaver.